You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron Dietrich here in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in beautiful West Monroe. Joined alongside from the Washtenaw Citizen, Jake Martin. Jake, how you doing this morning, buddy? What is happening? Full disclosure, I'm fired up this morning. I am ready to go, and Jake over here is dragging, but that's nothing new. Hey, by the way, congratulations to you on the nomination last night. Why don't you fill the people in on, on what happened? A pretty cool honor. Uh, nominated for an Emmy uh, last night. Uh, they had a big ceremony in Kansas City, and uh, they did Facebook Live. That's how you kiddos do it nowadays. And uh, I'm up for an Emmy, so there you go. Also, um, I have a major dilemma, though. The the ceremony is in Kansas City yeah. the week of uh, LSU, Louisiana Tech. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I have to leave on a Friday. So do I miss a Friday night, and do I miss the opportunity to go to LSU, Louisiana Tech for this? Pretty tough. Do I miss the morning drive on a Friday? No, you can't <laughs> miss that. You can't miss time with the teller. You know, um, uh, you're saying the teller's coming back. Of course, he's coming back. That's I what, thought about him the other day. I said, oh, we perhaps should reach out to him, see if he's still alive. Yeah. But by, by the way, though, I, I I meant to do this at the end of Tuesday's show, but we, we had a get. I think that's when we had Brando. Um, I owe you a, another congratulatory. Uh, uh, what for? Just for getting actually getting Eddie Bonine on the show. He said he'll come on anytime. He did say that. <laughs> uh, I don't think it'll be uh, very soon because it's kind of like pulling teeth. But uh, yeah, you did get him on we'll the show. We'll start working on getting it scheduled for April. That's right. <laughs> Go ahead and start that process. But uh, no, I, th- I thought he was really good too. Just the fact that you know um, he was able to, you know, we 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 asked him some of the tough questions, the the, the questions that we've been wanting to ask for a long time, and you know. He, he had an answer for him. Uh, that was a bad day that we had some of that atmospheric duct, ducting. We do have a couple clips from Eddie Bonine, though, from that show we can play later in, uh, from that show earlier in the week that we can play later today. In fact, we got a pretty good uh, guest list today. We're certainly fired up about it. We will get into that here in a second. But we got some headlines to go through. We had plenty of football last night, even if it was preseason or exhibition or a scrimmage variety. Yeah, I, I want to lead it off with what happened with the Washington Redskins and the New York Jets. We talked about um, the fact that that was going to be on ESPN. Little did we know that Martez Carter, for one thing, would lead the team in rushing. I did not. I do. He did, was not with the team or did not suit out that first preseason game. And I reached out to Adam Winkler, of course, a buddy who covers the Redskins, and I said, "What's the deal with Martez?" He said, quite frankly, I'm not sure. And I said, well, he sees some action tonight. And he says, yeah, and he has been at camp and he has been playing well. And then Martez goes out and he leads him in rushing last night. Seven carries, got the most of uh, anyone for 45 yards. So no matter what happens with Mr. Excitement, they can never take this away from him, Jake. That's correct. And also, I'm sitting here watching the end of the game, the conclusion of this ball game. And Cam Sims, with an incredible clutch, 20-yard catch, was like 15 seconds left, sets up the game-winning field goal. So this is pretty cool, the fact that we got uh, two former Northeast Louisiana guys leading the Redskins. It was a preseason game, but leading them to a victory. Uh, Carter, Carter leads them in rushing, and, of course, Cam Sims continues to get it done. He leads them in receiving three receptions for 57 yards. Cam is making a serious bid to make this roster now. And Ben says Cam Sims is, is absolutely an NFL wide receiver. Something I, like when I viewed Cam Sims, I, I viewed him how I view like a lot of uh, LSU players, where they don't get a ton of, they don't get the ball a ton when they're in college, but you you can see the talents there, and you're like, once they get into an NFL system that fully utilizes their talent. I think they're going to be pretty dang good at the next level. And Cam Sims so far looks to be that way. I know we're only in the second preseason game, 
but he's looked pretty dang good in the, just the first two preseason games. Of course, in front of him, uh, Robert Davis went down with an, a leg injury in camp, so there's some opportunities for Cam. You get that opportunity, you need to capitalize on it. Right now, Cam is doing that. Yes, he is. Of course, before he left for training camp, went and watched him work out in Monroe, and man, you know, he, he is six foot five. Yeah. He's extremely athletic. He's fast. He can jump. Uh, this is fun to watch Cam Sims and Martez Carter living out their NFL dreams. We got some sound from uh, Cam Sims coming up later in this show. Yeah, so I thought that was very cool to kind of see two local guys shining on the big stage on ESPN. By the way, speaking of ESPN's presentation, boy, what an upgrade Joe Tessitore is. <laughs> I know people don't love it when we talk about announcers, but you know I, I'm not a, I wasn't a big fan of uh, Monday Night Football's whole presentation the last couple of years. thought it was very vanilla, thought it was boring, and a lot of that had to do with the games they were putting on. Mm-hmm. But Tessitore's voice, voice alone, plus I thought – Sean McDonough, how many times are you going to pile on him? He just bores me, man. <laughs> he just does not carry that excitement. Now, play-by-play, play, I guess, you know, describing the play, whatever, doing all the ads and stuff, sure, he's good at that. But as far as delivering in an exciting yeah. audio that fits what you're watching on TV, yeah. it, it just doesn't do it for me. How did uh, Witten and uh, Booger do? So Witten, I thought, was the least impressive. Like, he's, you know, he's a rookie. He's not Tony Romo. Yeah. Romo was good from you're the not start. not Zach <laughs> I'm not saying that. I don't think he was bad. He, he has some improvement to do. But I thought Booger was really good yeah. on the sideline. I thought Tessator was fantastic. I thought Booger was really good off the sideline. And I thought Witten, you know, he looked like a rookie announcer. I think in time he'll be good. But uh, anyway, I'm excited about that. You know, announcers do bring a lot to the table uh, when it comes to the whole presentation of it. While I was out covering uh, local sports, you were on the couch, of course, uh, watching NFL football. What were the other takeaways well, from last night? Yeah, I've watched the fourth quarter. Um <laughs> Other takeaways. Tom Brady. Yeah, a lot Tom of Brady time played night. six drives and threw the ball, I believe, 26 times. Was typical Tom Brady, uh, as good as, as he normally is. But uh, I, that that kind of surprised me, the fact that he played so much yesterday. Um, the bigger news, though, was the the other side of the coin. Nick Foles suffers a uh, believed to be a shoulder sprain. So, and the status of Carson Wentz to start Carson the year. Carson Wentz still out. You know, Foles, you need him to be healthy because you don't know if Wentz is going to be ready to go once the season starts. So that's an interesting dilemma for Doug Peterson and the Philadelphia Eagles. Any other takeaways from NFL last night? We certainly look forward to tonight. The Saints squaring off against the Cardinals down in the Superdome. You'll hear from Drew Brees later in the show. Uh, quite a bit. Uh, Tremont Williams had a pick six to start that Green Bay game. Wow. Jimmy Graham had a touchdown catch. Got to do the Lambeau leap. Uh, that was pretty cool. Um, James Washington, the the rookie from Oklahoma State. Aaron, I don't know if you've saw seen this touchdown catch he's made. He jumped over a defender and caught a ball. One of the best plays we've seen in this young preseason. I encourage you to look it up, find video of it, because it was really, really amazing, incredible catch. Um, so those are just a few things that kind of jumped out at me. If we missed one or two, certainly hit us up on the Darren Moody State from hotline slash text line 888-993-7762. Find out how to save money on home and auto insurance by stopping by and visiting with Darren on 18th Street in Minogue and talk insurance, or perhaps he'd love to talk a little football with you. Other headlines. We certainly had uh, some scrimmages in the high school ranks last night. We got a plethora of them tonight. I was out at Neville versus Evangel. Uh, first thing first, you show up and you're at a high school scrimmage. You're like, man, this is great. And then about 30 minutes into it, quite frankly, you're like, it's a scrimmage. Mm-hmm. It's it's like preseason football. Yeah. Right. You're excited. You can't wait for the first preseason game. And then a couple of minutes in, you're like, ah. Yeah, And then, of course, Neville without their two starting linebackers and their center. The biggest concern, of course, was the center. They had all kinds of exchanges uh, with the quarterback and the centers throughout, whether it was the first, second, or third teams. That certainly hurt their offense. Uh, defense had their moments when they looked good against Evangel. We're talking about an Eagles squad that is pretty darn good. Oh, yeah. Offensive line, it was mammoth. They got a nice quarterback, a very good running back. Uh, they did a live scrimmage for a quarter, and then that's when Evangel really flexed their muscles as they literally scored three times. Neville did not score once in that live action. 
for one quarter. Well, I'll ask you what everybody wants to know. Quarterback situation. What are the quarterbacks look like? Uh, there's a clear difference right now. Jordan Thomas mm. over Andrew Brister. Showing that Jordan experience. Thomas getting the majority of the reps with the first team. And then when Brister was in there with the second team, of course, the exchanges with the, uh, you know, in the shotgun formation with the center certainly did not help his cause. Mm. Did catch up with Mickey McCarty uh, afterwards. You know, yesterday on the show, he uh, was very articulate, wanted to talk about his team. After that performance against Evangel, yeah, <laughs> it was a little tougher. Yeah. So here's a little bit from uh, Mickey. In fact, this is all I got from Mickey last night after their scrimmage with Evangel. Yeah, scrimmage is a work in progress for sure. And, uh, you know, that showed here tonight, I think. Uh, offensively, we're not very good at all. Very inconsistent all night. Um, defensively, played good at times, and we gave up some things. So, you know, it's a scrimmage. we got a long way to go. We knew that coming in. Evangel's got a good football team. Um, but we'll go back to the drawing board and get some better. Some of this hard to gauge because you're missing two linebackers and also yeah. the center exchanges. You were problems you were having. We, yeah, we had some problems there. You know, got both inside backers out. But hey, kids got to step up, and make plays. You know, next guy's up, and we got to be ready to go. They'll have West Monroe, of course, in the Jamboree next Saturday night. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, out at Sterlington, the Panthers squaring off against Cedar Creek. We're all excited, of course, to see Sterlington and that offense, especially with the plethora of running backs that they have. They did not disappoint last night. C.J. Colvin coming back from that injury last year they had against West Washington week number one. What's he do? He rips off a 95-yard touchdown run. Uh, Rager also looked good in the backfield for the Panthers. Well, that's what we've been building up as the, the strength of this team. I mean, C.J. Colvin and Dallas Rager, they are two really good running backs. You know, this is the year of the running back in this area, Aaron. You can look from school to school. You've got some really good backfields. Immediately comes to mind as a wash tall with Dylan Roberts and Sean Xavier Lewis. Of course, Westman overturns Cam Wright, who had 1,000 yards last year. So, I mean, you can go all over the place. There are a lot of really good running backs in this area, and Sterlington has an argument for the best backfield in this area. We've got a number of uh, scrimmages tonight. We'll kind of go through the schedule, at least the scrimmages that we know of later in the show. I was out in Ruston yesterday for the Eddie Robinson uh, Classic press conference pretty cool just to hear from those coaches as they now look forward to that uh jamboree next week in eddie robinson stadium we'll have a little clip from that that we'll play later in the show the news that probably came from left field yesterday though a 15 year old from our area oh, yeah, verbally yeah. committing to lsu baseball and he goes by the name of josh pearson josh has yet to play a varsity game or let let alone play in the high school ranks but palmineri wants him and, of course, he is verbally committed as a freshman. Let me tell you about Josh Pearson. Um, he Jacob of course, Pearson's younger brother. He, of course, is the younger brother of Jacob Pearson. And, <laughs> you know, as I was covering Jacob Pearson when he was at West Monroe, every, I'm talking so many people would come up to me and say, you know Josh Pearson's going to be better, right? I'm like, guys, <laughs> Jacob Pearson is going to get drafted in the top three rounds. Yeah. Let's pump the brakes here. Let's not put this hype on this young kid. But everyone would tell me that. And then uh, a buddy of mine um, got to he, – he heard the same thing, and he got to go see him play. Yeah. And he said – he came up to me the other day and said, yeah, man, uh, the hype is real. <laughs> <laughs> said he's pretty good. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, as a – not even playing – not hasn't even played a high school yeah. baseball game, has the, the offer from LSU. Literally, he's walking, walking the halls of West Monroe for the first time, high school. I, I don't even think he's at school yet. He's playing in a summer league – uh, national tournament. In fact, we'll get an update not only on Josh, but also Jacob from his dad. Bill Pearson will join us at the bottom of the hour, 730. Pretty cool stuff for this family. Absolutely. Very cool. Very cool. What other headlines do you have? Do we have an Astros update? They did not play last night. Uh, yes, that was the update. <laughs> we got a text here. Tim says, U.S. National Softball Team qualifies for the Olympics with a comeback win over Japan. There's some softball for you. Um, a couple quick ones for you, Aaron. The Browns and Dez are still talking. Looks like they're trying to get on the same page. Dez joining that receiver core. If he does, uh, do you think Dez uh, makes the Browns have the best receiving core in the NFL? Or an argument for it? How, how can you go from one of the worst? Just the addition of Dude. Dez, and that's why they want Dez? Man. You why? think they're one of the worst right now? Well, when's Josh Gordon coming back? I'm, I, we're assuming Gordon's back. Like, I'm assuming when I ask you that, that Gordon is back. You have Gordon, Landry, and Bryant. 
if you can deal with those headaches. Yes. <laughs> hey, Brian, by the way, if Bryant can can uh, swallow the fact that he's not the number one guy, I can't afford uh, HBO, so I was watching on YouTube Hard Knocks trying to catch up. So good, huh? Oh, good. So good. Oh, gracious. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Greg Williams, you can just see. Oh, he had some great. Oh, Greg Williams, some just, great quotes yes, on there. But you can just see he goes over the top. Yes, he does. He's out of control. Uh, I think the players like it. I think the players like his uh, his attitude. Anyway, back on track. Luel Narcisse has picked a home, picked a destination. He's going to play at Mississippi Gulf Coast. Mm. So he made that decision rather quickly. A few headlines on this Friday morning. If we missed one or two, hit us up at 888-993-7762. Before we do our little starting lineup, we failed failed to promote our new facebook page Aaron. this has been what we've talked about all morning once again we're dropping the ball well in case you didn't know i told jake we need to add a little bit more clay travis to our game be all about promotion (laughs) and what do we do first day out we We, don't even talk about in the first 17 minutes whatever anyway we do have a new facebook page the morning drive with aaron dietrich and jake martin it is on facebook check it out uh we're posting audio Try, we're going to try to post frequently on there. Uh, set the bar high, and uh, we'll try to. So we're not defining or putting it out there how often that we're going to update it. We're going to make a. We're going to make a effort. conservative effort to update it frequently. All right. How about that? That's falling on Jake's shoulders. Eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. It's all part of the starting lineup brought to you by Susanna Paincare. The starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. Are you crying? Starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. There's no crying. Let's get to the starting lineup. Bill Pearson, the father of Jacob and Josh, will join us at 7.30. Certainly look forward to that interview. Our high school football previews will continue to roll along. Some guy from Mangum named Tommy Tharp will join us at the top of the hour. How about this? From Louisiana Football Magazine, Lee Keen at 8.30. He'll give us a statewide perspective of high school football this year. Joey Trappe for his weekly visit at 8.45. We'll break down the Saints and the Cardinals tonight. You'll hear from Drew Brees. Also have a clip from Cam Sims as he continues to tear it up for the Washington Redskins. Did I miss anything? No, you got it all. Oh, Eddie Benign. We may throw in a soundbite or clip from him. You'd like to hear from the executive director one more time. No, of course. Of course we will. It's not controversial, though. You can't ask him about finding a school $41,000. That is not controversial. <laughs> I didn't know that was controversial. McKinley, you think they would differ with that? Yeah, I think they would. They're writing a check for 41000 Oh, this doesn't hurt. What well, was a 41000 and a penny, right? <laughs> 888-993-7762. We're off and running on this Friday morning. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing with Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. Whether you have a sports or an orthopedic injury, nagging low back or neck pain, work-related injury, or even vertigo, get the care and treatment you need at Legacy Outpatient Therapy Services. LOTS has been a reliable health care provider for Ruston and the surrounding communities for over 15 years. Give Chase Patterson and his team of skilled therapists a call at 318-255-9601 or visit our website at LegacyRehab.net. Lots, official partner of Louisiana Tech Athletics and your home for trusted therapy solutions. Powered by Legacy Rehabilitation. Welcome to Walk-On's Bistro and Bar, where every dish starts from scratch. Fresh ingredients bring our food to life. Mouth-watering cuisine, unique flavors, and we're always more than happy to share our southern charm and culture. A love of life. 
family, food, friends, fun, sports, and celebrations. Walk-ons. It's game day with the taste of Louisiana. Good morning, Louisiana. This is the Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. Welcome back to the show. we got some Saints preseason action tonight as they square off against the Cardinals at home. Same tip, same storylines as last week. I guess now you throw in the defense after their not exactly a stellar performance in the first half last week against Jacksonville. Can they rebound? The other one, of course, will Drew Brees play. Most of us anticipate that he will, but so far, Sean Payton's still not tipping his hand. He's just saying we'll see. Typically, he does play in the second and third preseason games, and then, of course, takes the fourth off. Yeah, so we expect him to play. How much he'll play, I don't know. Drew Brees has been fabulous throughout this preseason, been candid with a lot of his comments with the, you know, his career winding down and other things, and found this clip from him. Somebody asked him point blank, uh, how is Sean Payton? Has, has he changed and he's mellowed throughout the years? Then also about you know stealing different plays and other things from perhaps the college game. Here's Drew Brees. Um, let's, I mean, Sean's the same guy, you know. Um, he's always been an extremely good teacher, communicator, motivator. Um, and he's constantly trying to find ways to get the best out of players. And he's got a good understanding of what it takes for each guy to do that, because not every guy's the same, you know? And so while there's a standard that's expected for every guy, how to get to that point is maybe different in the way that he approaches each guy. And he's just, he's very, very good at doing that. Do you, uh, do you have any input on any like new wrinkles added to the offense since you've been here so long? Like, are you, do you ever watch college football and see if- Oh yeah, we, we put in college football plays all the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, listen, we steal football plays all over the place. Um, that's, that's, you know, that's, that's why I love watching football. Like I, <laughs> it's funny, you can ask Pete and Joe, like I'll, uh, they'll be in game plan meetings, you know, during the, during the, uh, the week and I'll be sitting watching a college football game or a Thursday night game or, you know, some other game and something will pop up on the screen. The team will run a play and I'll be like, pause, rewind phone out record and I'm like narrating as it goes hey watch how they set it up with and then they we could do this with okay let's put it in you know and and so they'll send me back oh, I like it you know hey we'll take it to Sean you know so yeah man we we still I don't know why they cut him off there he was getting on a roll yeah that's good stuff. Yeah. You, you built that up. Uh, well, you got to see video-wise. He gets extremely animated, like he's got his remote control tell. and his phone in his hand. And uh, How cool would that be just to watch a game sitting around on a Thursday night with Drew Brees? How cool would it be to just do anything yeah. with Drew Brees? <laughs> <laughs> um, but now, you see, he did pick his words very carefully about the question about Sean Payton and how he's changed. But, I mean, there's no, no, nothing wrong with that. You just pause and you kind of you think it out. And, of course, you, you try to give a, a great answer. And I think he did. Yeah, not, nothing wrong with what he said. But and then he also, the second part of that question, you know, and he says, oh, you know, he proposes a play or so to the offensive coordinator, the quarterback's coach. But ultimately, you know, Sean Payton's running this team. He's running this franchise and he's running this offense. We've got to pass it by Sean. Well, yeah, of course. But I think it's like, hey, you know, do you think this would work? And then you take it to Sean. Yeah. That's what I got from that. But, uh, yeah, you, you draw in anything. You draw inspiration from others, right, in anything you do. So that's not shocking to me that he sits around and watches football and says, oh, that's an interesting way to do that. Oh, that's an interesting formation to run that play out of. Okay. Um you know, I, I think that's um, pretty common, actually. I'm sure that happens everywhere. As it pertains to uh, the preseason football, so uh, these franchise quarterbacks or perhaps a franchise player, can they just flip the switch when week one comes along? Do they need to see substantial playing time throughout the preseason? A question that was asked to Drew Brees, can you just flip it on? I think it's hard. I think everybody's different. I, I've, I've only known very few guys that could do that. Very few. I'd say for the most part, guys need to see it. They need to do it. They need to feel it. They need to rep it. And then it becomes ingrained. You know, listen, if you're the more veteran you are, 
you know, you have to manage, you have to manage, um, you know, the amount of reps that you get during the week with training camp, especially, but even during the week, during the season, you know, you got to manage that because at the end of the day, you want guys to be as health, as healthy and as, as full speed as possible on Sunday. Right. But they also have to know what to do. So what helps that guy know what to do the best? Is he able to just get a few reps during the week and then get to Sunday and know what to do because he watched a ton of film and he's just, you know, he's a smart cerebral guy and he has experience and all those. Or I'd say for most young players, man, you need the reps. You need the time on task. You need, you know, just the experience. Good stuff from Drew Brees. Hopefully we'll see him play tonight. Drew was in a good mood yesterday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could tell he was. Uh... He's been like that for a majority of the preseason. I think it's just because he knows what's on the horizon. He knows what this team is capable of. Uh, this is going to be a. Uh, this should be, uh, you know, hopefully no injuries derail this, but this should be a really good year, if you're a New Orleans Saints fan. Really going out on a limb there, Jake. Well, I'm just saying, like you know, you can tell there's an excitement in his voice. Like normally by this time, yeah. you've met with the media so much that you're kind of like, yeah, you know, trying to give give just answers where you're not as entertaining or yeah. you don't sound excited. But he sounds excited. Like he sounds enthusiastic maybe it's because he is playing and it's his first time to get to play and since last year i don't know let's wrap up our nfl uh coverage here big storyline last night of course the washington redskins win a squeaker two local guys lead him in rushing and receiving martez carter formerly of richwood and grambling and then of course cam sims out at washita cam continues to tear it up he had three receptions last night he's certainly starting to look like an nfl receiver uh, earlier this week, our buddy Adam Winkler had a chance to catch up with Cam, and they visited about, you know, his background at Northeast Louisiana, and then of course not getting substantial playing time at Alabama, and also dealing with some injuries. And now, what it's like to live out his dream in the NFL. Well, just being blessed, uh, doing doing stuff I've already been doing. So uh, the stats I put up, I mean, it was just stuff I was working for. What's your mindset? coming into this camp I mean we hear so much about these Bama boys every one of them's on defense though and every one of them's a draft pick what what is that what is that like for you because you're a Bama boy too yeah I mean just uh being from Bama I mean they already make you work so coming in camp I mean that's all my mindset was to do it to work and try to outwork people what's the feedback you've been getting from from the coaches we've been talking to guys and they seem to Compliment the way you've gotten in your playbook. Obviously, the size can't be taught. What, what kind of things are you hearing from the staff? Uh, how good, how surprised they was about my routes, run, my route running, the, my ability to catch the ball and stuff like that. And they were just amazed at what the stuff. I mean, the things I could do. I try and explain to people what it's like coming from the three one eight. It's some of the best talent I've seen. You went to Bam. I think you were a top ten prospect yeah. in the state. How would you describe what what happened to you in Tuscaloosa? Describe your career. I mean, uh, I just had to overcome adversities and stuff like that, and I just came overcome my adversities from being hurt and getting my back. I mean, getting back into a role at Bama. At what point were you the most frustrated? Was it the ACL in 2015? Was it the not a bunch of balls coming your way? What was the most frustrating part of that run? Uh, it was when I had hurt my uh, told my ACL, and that that what made me miss the game even more, like more love the game, cause I couldn't be out there with my brothers and stuff like that. So that was the most frustrating time ever when I was hurting, I couldn't do nothing. What do you need to do now to make this roster, man? What 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 are the, what are these next couple weeks gonna be like? Extra work. Uh, I mean, like when I say work getting my playbook uh, harder. And as you can see, I stay out of the practice, come before practice, and just during practice and just mean work. He's well on his way. Another three receptions last night. He has been one of the shining stars, if not the shining star for the Redskins so far throughout the preseason. Pretty cool when you got two undrafted rookie free agents doing what they're doing, Martez Carter and Cam Sims with Washington. Not that we're going to cheer for the Redskins right now, but. Keep an eye on it. I found myself cheering for him last night yeah. in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that was cool, man. 888-993-7762. Speaking of what's cool, we're picking up uh, followers as we speak on our new Facebook Boom. page. getting some likes. Uh, not followers, but likes. Um, yeah, The Morning Drive with Aaron Dietrich and Jake Martin. It's on Facebook. It's a brand-new page. 
We are devoted to keeping you updated with what's going on with this show on social media. So like that page, if you would. Jake wears a lot of hats around here. He is our uh, social media coordinator. What about manager? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I like the title better. Just manager in it. A game manager. Yeah. Yetling. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's not a swear word to me. Eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. Coming up next, pretty cool interview with the father of not one, but right now two athletes tearing it up. One of his sons is in the minor leagues. The other one has just verbally committed to play for LSU, and he's fifteen years old. <laughs> and he's a freshman in yeah. high school. Yeah, <laughs> that story coming up after the break. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing. With Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. After 70 years of getting you ready for hunting season, Michael's Men's Store and Sporting Goods in Homer knows what you need most and knows how to save you the most on it. Bow hunters, you need to get on into Michael's now. All Matthews bows at Michael's start at only $8.99, like the popular Matthews Triax bows, just $8.99. All Mission bows start at just $2.99. And remember, all bows will be tax-free September 7th and 8th. So will all camo clothing for men, women, and children, plus all calls and feeds and all scents and stands. If it's for hunting, it's tax-free September 7th and 8th. Michael's pays all the tax. And that's on top of Michael's already low sale prices, like all Under Armour hunting boots and rubber boots, one half price, and much more. Get everything you need for hunting season at Michael's guaranteed lowest prices and get it all tax-free Friday and Saturday, September 7th and 8th at Michael's Men's Store and Sporting Goods on the Courthouse Square in downtown Homer. This is Steve Brennan with Brennan Dodge. Our new used car supercenter is close to opening. We'll have more trucks, cars, and SUVs for you to choose from to meet any budget. Come by and see Todd Teal and check out our current specials, like a 2012 Dodge Grand Caravan for $5,900, a 14 Toyota Corolla for only $11,900, a 13 GMC Terrain SLE for only $13,900, and a 2008 Toyota Tacoma for only $15,900. These are just a few of our specials, so come by and test drive today at Brennan Dodge in Ruston. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. Let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston. Uh, social media man manager uh, Jake Martin. Johnny's got a question for you. Uh, what do I search on Facebook for the new page? Just search the morning drive with Aaron Dietrich and Jake Martin. Uh, manager, is there going to be a problem? There's another page called The Morning Drive with Dietrich and White. <laughs> <laughs> Can we find a way to uh, get rid of that one? Oh, man, Nick is going to be furious. Uh, what, Are we going to Do y'all have another show I don't know about? <laughs> I think that show is, uh, you know, wrapped up, right? I think we've already got as many likes on this new page than we had on the old one previously. Uh, y'all weren't as devoted. That's right. Well, we not. didn't have a social media manager to take care That's of things true. like that. That's true. That's why you hired me. Job well done. Uh, a story that literally came from left field yesterday, and a pretty cool story involving one of ours. Uh, Josh Pearson verbally commits to LSU. Uh, he's only 15. He's a freshman at West Monroe. Fantastic. Obviously, he's been tearing it up and has caught the eye of coaches across the country. His father, Bill Pearson, joins us on the Darren Moody State Farm Hotline. Bill, how you doing this morning, bud? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. How about y'all? Good. First of all, uh, fantastic. Uh, how did this all come about, a, a verbal commitment for your son as a 15-year-old? Uh, it's just crazy. You know, you don't you don't think about that kind of thing growing up, playing little league ball and stuff like that. Just it's exciting and crazy all at the same time. I know you guys are on the road right now uh, playing in a tournament. What has the summer been like for Josh? 
Well, it's been really busy. Uh, Josh, of course, has played all over the country, too, and then we're trying to get Jacob in, get some games with him, and my youngest one, John's playing. It's just busy. We're all over the place. Where are you at this morning? I know you're at a game uh, already. Yeah, we're in uh, Cary, North Carolina at the USA Baseball Complex here. Uh, he's playing in a it's called a NTIS, which is National Team Identifier Series. Um, there's a he made a regional team, and I'm not sure. I think it's 14 regions in the United States, and uh, they're all here playing in a tournament. And then all the USA guys are scouting them and uh, trying to cut it down to the national team for next year. Uh, you were a great player in your own right. Kind of how has the whole landscape changed since when you played in Little League and in junior and high school compared to now? Oh, it's, it's crazy. There's so many events that you really need to do to even be noticed. You know, scouts like going, you know, I hate to call them lazy, but they, they like going to the events where all the talent is. If you're not there, you'll be lucky to be seen, you know. In comparison, I know Jacob was committed to Mississippi State before he eventually committed to LSU. How old was Jacob when he first committed to Mississippi State? He was a freshman. Um, he was at the school, and it was like they had played a scrimmage game, if I remember right. Like they had had some inter-squad games and, and a scrimmage game, and it was after the freshman scrimmage game. They hadn't played a real game yet, but that was when Mississippi State offered him. Obviously, uh, Josh's name has blown up this summer. Uh, when did you start noticing a difference, perhaps, with college coaches taking a look at him, even though he's just going into his freshman year at West Virginia? Well, it was definitely this summer when we played with the Louisiana Knights, and uh, we played a lot of big events. He he played uh, this past January in Phoenix, Arizona, and, and he hit the ball really good for a team out of Arkansas. And I think that probably some of those guys probably noticed him then, but when he got to the circuit this summer it's just been crazy just scouts at every game bill i have no idea how this works and a lot of listeners out there certainly don't either when you're going in as a a freshman uh, how do you verbally commit to lsu there's just interest on that side and you're like all right i want to be a a member of the tigers in four years yeah i guess so you know growing up in louisiana we're all lsu fans and josh no exception that rule um and I, i think visiting down there Seeing the facilities when Jacob was, you know, committed there, uh, just he fell in love with it. So LSU's been his number one since day one, I guess. Uh, how cool is this? How fired up was he just to, you know, make the commitment already as a freshman and now, of course, look forward to his uh, high school career? Uh, he, he hadn't done anything but grin since he committed yesterday. He's, he's, he's so excited he don't even know what to say. Josh is not only an exceptional baseball player, he's also a really good football player. When something like this happens, is, is he encouraged to maybe focus on baseball, or, or do you know if he, if he wants to continue to play football in high school? Well, knowing him, he wants to continue to play football. You know, as a parent, you know, I, I'm not telling him not to play. But I want him to do what he wants to do because he is still a kid. I just, you know, being kind of overprotective, he's scared to get hurt. But Bill, he loves kind, football. Bill, what kind of advice do you give him now in terms of dealing with the pressure now that everybody knows he's an LSU commit and everybody will be looking at him, uh, the pictures that he's facing and others? Well, we're not going to approach anything different. It's He's always approached the game to where people would notice him. And now it's just continue to do the same thing and prove to people why LSU wanted him. You, you know, just keep big... grinding every day, keep your head down, keep working, and everything will play out in the end. You guys are a baseball family. You mentioned, of course, uh, Jacob. What's it been like following him in his uh, young professional career so far? He's up in Cedar Rapids, Iowa right now, my old uh, stomping grounds. Uh, Jacob obviously coming on strong this summer. Yeah, uh, it's been exciting because I actually got to go up there and see him a couple of weeks ago, and that that just, you know, that's awesome to me. I miss him because he's not at home every day, but uh, he loves it. He wouldn't trade it for anything in the world, and that's his, you know, that's his life. Bill, making that transition from high school to professional baseball, uh, how have the growing pains been for him? It's tough. I mean, it's a it's an everyday grind, especially when he was in extended. You know, extended spring training was rough. It was practice every day and play. Uh, he does like it a lot better in A-ball because they just show up and play a lot. 
So it's mainly just a lot of games as opposed to practicing all day and then going to a game in the evening, you know. So, but it's tough. The pitchers are a whole lot better, you know, breaking stuff way nastier. It's uh, it's a challenge every day, but it's one he's, you know, he's facing head on. He, he's not scared of it. Did I see you hit a, a grand slam uh, last week? Yeah, well, last week or week before, he uh, hit his first professional grand slam. I, I think that gave him like five home runs maybe, but uh, he's been swinging it well. He had a little bit of a skid there for about 10 days, but uh, he's coming back strong now again. Bill, we're always curious, how do you juggle everybody's schedule and, of course, keep tabs on all three of these uh, boys that continue to tear it up now? Well, <laughs> it's funny you ask that. It's uh, it's tough. But, yeah. you know, my wife's awesome. She she takes one. I'll take one. We'll send one. We we do whatever it takes for the kids, you know what I mean? It's uh, it's, it's about them. And if, if it costs us a little bit extra money now to pay for some college later, well, then it's going to be worth it in the end. Yes. Well, that's a great question. Uh, you know, there's a lot of debate about travel ball and things that take place during the summer. Uh, what advice do you give other parents out there? I like travel ball. I mean, I know that there's some a lot of people that don't, and there's people like me that do. Um, it's, it's tough to be noticed if you don't. You know, I really don't even see how you could unless you go to a camp and you really show out. But even camps cost money. You know, it's uh, it's it's when do you want to spend your money? You want to spend it now, or you want to wait till later and spend a whole lot more to send them to school? All right, give us an in-game update. Uh, has the game started? Has Josh been at the plate yet? He has. He actually hit a he led off the top of the second with a single, nice. and uh, he ended up not scoring. And I think we're down right now. Yeah, we're down four to nothing right now. Nice. We're playing a team out of Southern California. Nice. The region hey, Josh is playing with is South Texas. Bill, congratulations. This is uh, just fantastic with uh, him committing to LSU and, of course, uh, continued his success for Jacob. Safe travels back to northeast Louisiana. Hey, thank you so much. You bet. Bill Pearson, interesting stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, imagine that, though, just having your kid just graduated from high school and he's out playing single-A ball. And then third-round draft pick. Your other son is – 15 years old yeah. and, and then you got another one too coming up the yeah who knows when he'll commit right <laughs> he's probably got offers already to talk about setting the bar very high <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy but uh wow what an athletic family yeah good stuff it's gonna be fun to watch over the course of the next uh four years out at west monroe no doubt you can continue to hit us up on the darren moody state farm hotline slash text line 888-993-7762. Find out how to save money on home and auto insurance by stopping by and visiting with Darren on 18th Street. Morning Drive on Sports Talk 97.7 is back after this. Portico in Monroe is back. New owners Joey Trepe, Roy Arthur, and Lindsey Levitt invite you to come experience it for yourself this football season. They'll have eight brand new 65-inch TVs, great for college football on Saturday and then NFL action on Sunday. They'll have a new full menu including pizza, wings, and loaded nachos. Lunch specials every single day, Monday through Friday, plus brunch on Sunday. Come experience Portico for yourself at 2230 Tower Drive in Monroe. Once again, it's on. Team Up Sports Consulting is bringing you the Eddie G. Robinson High School Football Classic Jamboree 4. Presented by Creed and Creed. Serious attorneys for serious injury. The Eddie G. Robinson High School Football Classic Jamboree. Saturday, August 25th in the Robinson Memorial Stadium on the campus of Grambling State University. In its fourth year, Team Up Sports Consulting is bringing a Another exciting day of hard-hitting football action. Guess who's back from South Louisiana? The Northwest High Raiders are coming to put a beat down on the Faraday Trojans for Game 3. Not up in here. And the rematch everybody's been waiting for from 2015. The high-flying Eagles of Evangel Christian Academy are back to put it down on the rough-and-rugged Union Parish Farmers of Farmerville. It's going to be on at the Jamboree this year. You can get your Jamboree tickets at each of the participating schools now. Check out more details at egrobinsonclassic.com. 
our Facebook page at Eddie G. Robinson Classic. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing with Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whenever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. The North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic is dedicated to helping you get back to your old self. Maybe even better. Whether a sports-related injury or an accident in daily life has you sidelined, let the progressive all-star team of physicians, therapists, and professional staff at North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic provide superior service and results. Visit us at MonroeOrtho.com to schedule your appointment at one of our three locations in Ruston, West Monroe, or 1501 Louisville Avenue in Monroe. Local Sports Talk is on the air on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. How's our new Facebook page doing? Oh, crushing. Crushing. We've got new likes like it's nobody's business. What? Great plug, social media manager. If uh, people out there want to like our Facebook page, what do they need to do? I literally Jay? just plugged it. Uh, you know, it's... The Morning Drive with Aaron Dietrich. Hey, after listening to your favorite, uh, Clay Travis, all the time, you don't get any pointers like how he repeats everything every 10 minutes? Let me break get, some news for you. We, I don't listen to Clay Travis. We get different viewers throughout the uh, two hours, Jay. Oh, that's already it works. Viewers, listeners, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> if they're viewing us, we might have issues. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, they probably don't like what they see. All right. all right. The Morning Drive with Aaron Dietrich and Jake Martin. Facebook page, brand new, created yesterday. We are devoted to bring in you Ooh, frequent updates. Devoted. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Now, that was much better. Okay. Is that, yeah, good? that was okay. good? Well, you're the broadcast professional. Yeah, yeah. You should be doing this, <laughs> Mr. Emmy. Uh, the Hayride. I don't even know what uh, website this is, so I clicked on it. The headline was, Jake, and I wanted to go here with you this morning. Don't look now, but there's another bloodbath going on at the Times-Picune. Uh, of course, earlier this week, we talked about uh, Ron Higgins uh, getting fired from the Times, and now an outdoors reporter is leaving. Uh, Larry Duncan is also leaving. Larry, Larry Holder. Holder is also, I'm sorry, Jeff Duncan. Larry Holder is also leaving, but uh, it's on his own terms. Right. So you look at this, and the number of uh, talented writers that they have lost over the course of the last uh, year and a half, it is uh, mind-boggling. Of course, we can have a discussion where your business, mine too, is going in the future. Yeah, and this is going to cause some people to freak out and say, well, it's going to keep, you know, you're going to keep seeing firings until there's nothing left. I don't think that's the case. I think you're always going to need journalists. But that article, which you mentioned, does bring up some good points about the fact that there are message boards out there, um, specifically like if you're looking for LSU news, you know, go 24-7 or tiger droppings. Uh, Let me read a little bit of this uh, editorial from the Hayride. Uh, There are many, many more competitors in the media marketplace now than there used to be, and it's clear the Times-Picune isn't succeeding in holding them off. While its coverage of, say, college sports, which Higgins has been the beat writer for decades, has been a strength, you can't be as current or on top of what's going on with respect to LSU athletics by just reading the Times-Picune as you can by having a subscription to a lot of different uh, websites or blogs like you just mentioned, Go. 247 mm-hmm. tiger droppings even though some of those sites like tiger droppings message boards you have to kind of weave your way through all the different clutter this is me paraphrasing and you, know, you get a lot of idiots just yelling back and forth and there's a lot of misinformation in there mm-hmm. but the editorial goes on by the hayride competing with that using a model built before the internet even existed simply doesn't work the only way to do it is to have an absolutely excellent content across the board and the Pecunes management hasn't been committed to that for a long time. So now they're about driving the lowest cost possible and dumping their best writers, who, if they want to stay in the professional, often, often turn to the blogs or even more web-oriented publications to apply their trade and will therefore become competitors for traffic. They end up by saying, we're not sure there's any way to stop this retreat. We think it compounds on itself, and there will be more days like today in which the Pecune and other papers continue shredding their best writers until at some point 
what's left worth reading at all. Yeah, see, I disagree with that part. But most of it I did agree with, the fact that you do have to have really good content. Meaning, yes, you have to stay on top of the beat, but there's so much information everywhere now that if that's the only thing you're offering is the information, well, yeah, you're going to suffer. You also have to have those really good features. That's where the advocate has really excelled. Mm -hmm. You know, Ross Dellinger did a f fantastic job on that LSU beat, giving you really good features, taking you inside the program and whatnot. I thought Tom's picking was always kind of behind in that aspect. So that part makes sense. Now, when you get to the part of, well, what can newspapers offer? I just told you what they can, but they can also, I think there's also something to be said about the fact that a lot of people love the format, like, like maybe not in a paper form, but a digital copy of the front page of the sports. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is, and, and why my evidence of that is just look at the times picking in last year, they were throwing a lot of shade at the Atlanta Falcons and so forth. Remember that on social media, that spread like wildfire. And you see uh, even people like Bleacher Report, who is, you know, Bleacher Report's only a website, but they come out with these graphics and stuff like that that spread like wildfire because people find it interesting. I think there's something to be said about that. If you're moving toward the future, I think, you know, companies, newspaper companies should be developing an app to where they can give you a type of e-edition to where, because I think people still like that format. They still like to see the cutouts of players and, and the interesting designs. And I, I myself really enjoy that. Like I always get, I think the advocate, again, I'm going to compare the advocate in, in a lot of scenarios. So I think they do it right. They're the gold standard. They, for me, they are. I think they do it right. Uh, you know, from, from their layout to, to their, their content. Uh, again, I just think they do a really good job of covering sports. And I always, you know, we were talking about how Breeze watches football and draws inspiration. I, I look at their covers. I'm not great at laying out. That's probably my weakest point. I'm trying to get better at it, but I always look at them for inspiration. Because I think that's, you know, if, if it's visually appeasing, you know, you can draw readers in and they'll say, oh, well, let me let me read this article then. So that said, I think there are I'm ways. I'm curious because you grew up in a household. Of course, your father has been in the business for years. Uh, this should be an interesting uh, debate and a topic around the dinner table. How it's changed a little bit. Oh, it's changed dramatically, uh, dramatically. And, and it's just because the information's everywhere now. I, and that's why you have to get creative, I think, in both your content, uh, well, both, both your physical copy and your actual layout. And I think if you, if you excel at those two things, people will continue to read. Because at the end of the day, right now, you're kind of seeing it with television. People are going away from cable television. They're starting to just subscribe to what they want. Instead of cable forcing you to pay $100, whatever it is, for everything, and you get all these channels you don't want, you're starting to see it shrink down. ESPN Plus, you can pay $6 and get all kind of crazy sports. Netflix, you can pay for that. You know, HBO Go, et cetera, et cetera. You're starting, and Disney's going to come out with an app, uh, I think at the end of this year or next year, where you can get all of the Disney stuff. And the properties that Disney has, that's going to crush. What I'm trying to say is you're seeing – Every, the whole world changed. Like you're seeing this change in, in different aspects. It's not just newspapers. I think it's smart for newspapers to adapt and develop an app and say, and you're seeing it with The Athletic, by the way. The Athletic is a website that has taken guys like Stuart Mandel and others, really good writers. You pay $10 a month and you get all kind of, you get all their content ad free. So I think you're starting to see the subscription based, um, I guess, uh, derivative now with, with with in everything it touches everything and so i think if newspapers want to survive you have to evolve uh, i i still think community newspapers are probably in the best situation i think you know years ago you probably wouldn't want to work at a community newspaper today you probably do mm -hmm. because what the washington citizen brings you you know uh the times pick you and the advocate doesn't bring you you know all these bigger newspapers you have to go to the washington citizen for that localized news so i think they're in a better better shape than these bigger papers solid point uh guy that's been in the headlines ever since he started being the executive director at the lhsa eddie bonine jake didn't think this interview would take place and then his luck would have not. it uh it was one of those mornings when we had horrible atmospheric ducting <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, So, uh, we wanted to share two clips with you from our interview with Eddie Bonine. We we asked him about, you know, the hot button topic being the divide with select and Mm non-select. And uh, how does he handle that situation with the principals and, of course, moving forward? And here's Mr. Bonine's response. Well, let's go back to when I first got her. You know, the split was an issue. That's not an issue for Eddie as I sit here today as your executive director. It, it, it's here, and we are going to do the best we can to ensure that, uh, that we have successful and safe uh, postseason participation for our athletes. Now, the athletes, some of the athletes we have now that are participating for the state championships, if you think about it and do the math, we're, we're either late elementary or middle schools when this happened. They have no idea of why we are where we are and what we're doing right now in regards to our present select, non-select, select, non-select format. I believe that we need to do something in regards to the format itself, meaning that how many schools qualify uh, for the playoffs. Um, I, I, know, I, I know, Aaron, you and I have had conversation before about how can a school have no wins or one win in a specific mm-hmm. sports and qualify. I think we really need to take a look at that because – uh, we're one of, of the only state in the United States, to my knowledge, that has a form that you can fill out and submit to the office if you don't want to participate in postseason, in this case coming up specifically football. So I think we need to take a closer look at that. There's some proposals that I understand that are, that are in the works for that, uh, but I think that all that taken into place, uh, we can clean some of that parts up and uh, make it not only more competitive, but also uh, financially for the schools who have to travel, uh, it helpfully helps them as well. So I think that that's kind of the direction that, that I think we're going in, in that in, in a positive role. But we've also implemented a student athletic advisory committee, which will give us the opportunity through social media and through a committee chair made up of students to communicate with us on what they think and what they they, they like to see and um, and what they think of maybe what we're doing and what we're not doing. So. I think all of that's going to really make for a positive 2018-2019. A couple of things, uh, Jake. First of all, of course, he's hired by the executive uh, committee, of course, and they just gave him a contract extension. Ultimately, he's got to make the principals happy. They give him, I think it was a vote of 24 to 1, so Eddie Bonine will be around for a while. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, uh, how many times have I said, as Aaron sits here as the co-host <laughs> of the Morning Drive? Have you I, ever gone third person on this? By the way, uh, no, I have not. And we got so many texts when he said Eddie. When he went third person, yeah. our text line blew up. Uh, that wasn't a great look. We're losing his message, though, of that quote being that, you know, this as this thing progresses forward, a number of these kids, this is what they're used to now. But ultimately, everybody knows there's way too many scholarships, uh, there's way too many championships, and somehow this thing needs to be whittled down. Mm-hmm. And the playoff format needs to be changed. Well, yeah, it needs to be altered somehow. And there have been some pretty good proposals recently. Uh, we know change takes time, but I would love to see some of those proposals actually actually happen. The other thing that caught our attention, there have been some big rulings by the LHSA recently. I mean, we talked about McKinley, what, the $41,000 fine, the fact that they were suspended from postseason play for literally uh, two years. This follows on the heels of what took place last year. Southern Lab, of course, getting stripped of, of a state championship. So I asked him, are these controversial rulings? Are you guys just enforcing the rules more or are the violations becoming uh, bigger, easier First of all, I didn't know to ignore? Was, so that's new to me. That the, point, the point is that the bottom line is that when I took this role uh, three and a half years ago, I was – uh, I've said before, it's, it's the book, the rules that we have are, are given to me by the principals to enforce, uh, not being aggressive. Uh, I have a, a really good group of 10-plus compliance officers that, that, that have been checking schools already and will continue to do so. In fact, they're in the building today uh, as we begin the new year. Uh, uh, I meet with them at the beginning of the year uh, to recap what we did a year ago and then, and then job alike share information. It's a good group of, of, of at presently a good group of retired administrators. Um, but no, it, it's uh, it, when we get reports, guys, that there's the school out of compliance. Um, I'm not a police officer. I don't need probable cause. Uh, I can work on reasonable suspicion. And if individuals tell us that there, there's something going on at a school, uh, we take those reports. I communicate with the principals, uh, communicate with their athletic directors, uh, and we investigate. And, and as we investigate, if we find violations, we, um, we do what we need to do. But I, I will say, you mentioned McKinley, uh, everything that you saw there, uh, keeping in compliance, 
those fines that we that we assessed are by the book. Uh, any suspensions that we did are by the book, uh, and um, uh, we went the minimum. Uh, where it maybe have uh, said I could find up to a certain dollar amount, I didn't do that. I went the minimum with everything. But we have schools that we feel that were out of compliance. Uh, I didn't go looking for McKinley High School, nor did I go looking for Southern Lab. Uh, those reports came to us, and when they come to us, guys, I want you to know, your listeners to know, we're going to investigate. Uh, right down to when people move and submit their uh, eligibility ruling requests, which last year we set a record. We had well close to 2,000 of those last year um, of uh, ruling requests. So we're going to do our diligence. Uh, we do it fairly, uh, and we're going to apply the rules uh, consistently. Uh, and swiftly, if necessary, whenever we uh, we make a, uh, make any kind of ruling. Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.